Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. I've done my sentence, but committed no crime. His pass finds Manson on right wing at center. Into the middle for McKinnon. Taps it over and they score! Lekkonen gets to it on the left faceoff circle. And he snaps it past the glove hand of Vasilevsky. The Avalanche have reached the mountaintop. In 1970, Queen in Cornwall, England, had their uh, opening performance. And last night, the Colorado Avalanche returned. They scaled the heights, and they are back as the preeminent franchise in the National Hockey League Stanley Cup champions by virtue of a hard-fought 2-1 victory in Tampa Bay where they shut the lightning down in the second half of the game. And no uh, no question about it, strong performance. It's got to be stated. Uh, they earned it. They deserved it. And away uh, we go. What does it mean for the Edmonton Oilers? Well, time will tell. Coming up on today's edition of Oilers Now, which is brought to you by Digitex Buyer or Lease, your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Uh, we got a lot to get to today. We'll uh, hear a couple comments from Elliot Friedman on Evander Kane and Billy Huso from Friday's show. I also have a little bit of fun, uh, as Nazem Kadri did post-game with Friedman and Amber. Uh, John Shannon, our regular Monday contributor to Oilers Now. He is our NHL insider for Legacy Heating and Cooling. He will join us today at 1235. The Bakersfield Condors have made it official. Colin Chalk is their uh, head coach. He was interim head coach when Jay Woodcroft came up from the farm. So that is uh, taken care of. We will hear from Colin at 105. And the Edmonton Oil Kings season came to a disappointing conclusion at the Memorial Cup. Uh, Oil Kings were banged up. That said, there were some issues that undermined and plagued the team's success in a short tournament. Um, We'll talk to Edmonton Oil Kings GM Kurt Hill, who, in fairness, 
probably, if not for the pandemic, would have seen Edmonton play in three straight WHL finals. I think that's they had enough talent and ability to do that. It was homegrown for the first two years. He imported a lot of talent in for this year. And unfortunately, one of the wrong players, actually two of the wrong players, got hurt. But there were some things that crept into the team's game as well. Again, Oilers Now is brought to you for the ninth consecutive season by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted. 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more information. And you can reach us on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. That number, 780-496-0063. Get the uh, opportunity to get ready to rock out at the River Cree of Nazareth on August the 11th and Steve Earle on August the 12th. Um, I know I saw Blair and uh, the group of the River Cree for the night market on Friday night. It's good to see them there. They were busy. No question about it. Get your tickets now at the RiverCreeResort.com. Our top story today is threefold. Number one, the Avalanche deserved Stanley Cup champions. They were the best team. Number two, Colin Chalk is the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors. And number three, the Edmonton Oil Kings season ends two games short of their ultimate goal, which was to play in the Memorial Cup final. The top story for legacy heating and cooling, whether it's heating or cooling, you need to get it with no payments, no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. I'm out of the home office today. Back at the 630 Chad Studios is Brendan Escott. Um, Brendan, for me, the best team won. Uh, it's it's been a build with Colorado. Um, they they absolutely crushed two trades in particular, one of which involved Matt Duchesne and the other of which involved Devin Tays giving up two second round draft choices for Devin Tays, a guy that uh, basically played 24 minutes a game, and they also got the best player, you know, very similar to what happened in 2014 with Edmonton, was on the state that the Oilers took Leon Dreisaitl third overall. We were in Philadelphia that year for the draft, and Leon's the best player from that draft, and you look at that 2017 draft and getting uh, Kale McCarr from that draft year, just critical. But uh, give me, uh, you know, did the best team win in your opinion? Yeah, I think that's the best way to describe the season, right? Like they were a team that was picked early on in the season to be uh, to finish where they did. They're a team that, as you mentioned, did the internal growth thing for a long time. They were down, they drafted well, and then when it came time for them to make that final push over the hill, they went out at the deadline and and not only did they crush trades for guys like Devin Tays, but how big was Josh Manson for them in insulating the back end down the stretch? So I guess we'll see what happens with them in goal. But overall, that's a that's a franchise that went about it all the right way and they had a great challenge and they were able to overcome it in Tampa Bay too. Now I do believe we are going to see some uh, change shortly with uh, with the Colorado Avalanche. It would not surprise me if this summer if Chris McFarland is named general manager. He worked with Scott Housen in Columbus. Uh, he and Jared Bednar coached uh, you know, 
Benner coached Columbus's farm team. He was the GM of that team. Did a lot of the contract negotiation as well uh, for the Blue Jackets organization. I recall having Bill Zito on the show and talking about, you know, budgetary limitations and did that provide more opportunity to grow and learn the business from a hockey operations perspective for Zito, who as many of you now know is with the Florida Panthers and. McFarland uh, basically brought Bedner in on short notice when Patrick Waugh quit the organization in, in Denver uh, in the summer of 2016. And the Avalanche had as bad a season as anybody over the last, you know, 20, 25 years in 16, 17. And there were a lot of question marks about guys like Landis Gog and McKinnon even to a lesser extent, Ratton, even though he was a 2015 draft. Well, lo and behold, uh, you know, Colorado's been cycling up the right way ever since. They've been focused on uh, skill and speed in their lineup. Um, they place a, a strong emphasis on analytics. Um, you know, just the reality of the situation is the amount of digital information. We're seeing this in the NCAA in terms of recruiting. I know I, I bumped into a... I uh, had a lengthy conversation last night uh, with a, a former CFL general manager and a head coach that's in town that lives in the city south side. And uh, you, recruiting's done completely differently in football today than it was done 20, 25 years ago. And that's because you can watch a highlight pack effectively put together with without looking like grainy film from the 1960s of virtually every player that you're recruiting today. And you can extend that metaphor for how you can pro scout today in the National Hockey League. I still think you need eyes in the building. I do think there's something to be said for experience and those sort of things. But I also think you have to understand the the, the technical nuances and change. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. I, I'd be intrigued to know which organizations have – I'll give you an example. Do you have – you know, the, the pro scouting side of the organization, like on the amateur side, because I think the information is less reliable. I think you have to get more viewings in, but on the pro side, are you focusing in on a couple guys? Because that's what the numbers are telling you makes sense. And the video tells you makes sense. And then you go in specifically to look at those guys. I think it'd be a really engaging conversation. And I'm not necessarily saying there's a right way or a wrong, wrong way. But I certainly know in college football, which is massive business in the United States, that there has been a paradigm shift. The days of, you know, the the coach, you know, the legendary story about Bo, Bo Jackson's one of my favorite athletes of all time, and uh, how, or even the courtship of Marcus Dupree who briefly did suit up in the CFL. Uh, Mark attended the Eskimo camp and was an un, was, was a, along with Herschel Walker and Bo Jackson. Uh, Marcus Dupree was one of the three most heavily recruited running backs in the 1980s. Uh, three, three most heavily recruited players in the 1980s. And how the, you know, opportunity that was there uh, comes in into being in terms of discussion points. And, you know, is it the head coach of the program that comes out? Is it the head recruiter that comes out? Well, now it's, it's completely changed because of the opportunity to access video and specifically target the right sort of player for the right needs. 
and I'm I'm intrigued to see where this goes because I would suggest to you my guess is relatively speaking to a sport like college football or the National Football League, the NHL is a little behind. But we do I do believe that Colorado and Tampa Bay are two of the organizations that were ahead, and um, and so I think there's things to be learned from those organizations. I don't think there's anything about it. And that's where I'm going to circle back to you, Brendan here. I think we have to admire what Tampa Bay did. I mean, six out of, I'll tell you this right now. I'll just throw this, like, you're a BC kid. How many conference championships did the Sedins play in? How many times did the Vancouver Canucks advance beyond the second round of the playoffs during the time that the Sedins, because they're up to date to to go in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Do you know off the top of your head how many times they they went beyond round two? I think it was just the once. You nailed it. They couldn't get past Chicago. They couldn't get past L.A. Once. So you talk to people out in BC, and, and okay, I, I remember a few years ago hearing one of them, they were playing the Oilers, and, and Edmonton had beaten them at the end of the season. It might have been 13 or 14, whatever the case. And they're like, well, you know, we're in our Stanley Cup window or Stanley Cup years. And I'm like, you've gone beyond round two once. To, and we thought of Vancouver as being a pretty good team for a number of those years. Like they won the Northwest Division a bunch of times which just makes what Tampa Bay did that much more amazing. Six of the last eight years, they've made it to the Eastern Conference Final. They've gone to, what, four Stanley Cups now, and they're two and two. And, I, you know, I, could, I, could, I had a little bit of empathy for them last night. Colorado got some breaks along the way. I mean, let's face it. Colorado, Leon Dreisaitl and Darnell Nurse were not healthy. Colorado was better than Edmonton. There's no mistake they were better than Edmonton. But they won three one-goal games. And if those guys are at 100%, maybe they don't win three one-goal games. Colorado was better than Tampa Bay. But if Braden Point plays healthily in that series, maybe it's even tighter of a window. So tell me, Brendan, should we admire what Tampa Bay has done over the course of the last several years? Yeah, certainly. In the, in the production that we've been able to see and the way that they've built the team and sort of become the model franchise, I think, in a lot of ways for how the new NHL is is being conducted they're they're a team bob that like i think for three or four years here have been continually trying to prolong the the window for themselves by adding guys like brandon hagel at the deadline so uh we'll see how much longer they feel like they can kick the can down the road with these veterans well i think that it's it's got to be stated uh what julian breezebois did getting goodrow and and um coleman before and then this year getting hagel well, you know, they're going to be hard-pressed to re-sign Nick Paul, and you know how much I love Nick Paul, but they weren't the only team that was looking at Hagel, but the fact that they sat there and said, you know what, a late first-round pick for a guy that can help us immediately over the next couple of years on a cost-controlled contract, we can do that. We can do that deal because we believe we're going to be that competitive. So uh, I wouldn't write t- – I think Tampa Bay could be back in it next year. We know – even though Colorado's got like eight UFAs, right? Like Nazem Kadri is an unrestricted free agent. You mentioned Manson. He's an unrestricted free agent. Those are two pretty critical players. I think we'll start with with, with uh, Kadri. And then you got Nachushkin as well as Burakovsky. I mean, those are three of their top six forwards. Those guys are good players. They might not be quite as de- deep as they were this year. This might have, right? Whereas you look at Tampa, the base of that team is probably going to pretty much stay in. 
frankly, so will Colorado. But lots to be admired by those two organizations, no question about it. It is 1220 in Edmonton. Bob Stauffer and Brendan Escott with you. On Oilers Now, time for the Oilers Now Audio Vault for direct workwear. Featuring Edmonton's largest selection, unbeatable prices, and customer service that makes you feel like family. Elliot Freeman from NHL Hockey and Rogers for Mid-City Construction Management was on the show on uh, Friday. He had this to say on Evander Kane's potential suitors this offseason. I think that, like, I think it just depends on what he wants, right? Um, uh, I, I think it, it really does come down to what kind of contract he's looking for. Um, you know, one of the challenges with Kane is that he's played for a few teams already. And, you know, some of those teams aren't going to uh, want to go back there. So that cuts down your market a little bit. Uh, I think that there will be some teams. Like, I, I really think it comes down to the contract. You know, I was talking to one agent yesterday, and the one thing that he's talking about is that there's not a lot of money in the system. And it's going to, like, there's going to be some guys who are definitely going to get paid. Like, Johnny Goudreau is going to get paid. Philip Forsberg is going to get paid. I think Cadre gets paid. Um, like, I think there's, there's a few guys that are really in excellent shape for getting paid. But I think after that, I think also with that is what kind of team do you want to play for? Um, you know, there's some teams that have money that aren't um, that, that aren't really that good. Uh, I think that's a factor too. Like, I think all of these are issues. I don't think I put it this way. I don't think Kane's market is as big as some of the other markets will be for some of these players. But I think what it really comes down to is what kind of deal he wants. And like, like I, I think there's teams out there who'd be willing to go four years for sure. I just don't know how many are going to want to go longer than that. Elliot Freeman from NHL Hockey and Rogers for Mid City Construction management there we go all right so uh we'll see what happens here with evander kane and we'll see how things ultimately uh end up uh taking place uh this text comes to us on the ashley fine floors text line from mitch he says bob from a pro scouting report i would have loved to have gotten hagel but tampa bay really paid for him if the players work out also uh, Paul, but again, Tampa paid for him. Colorado pickups look a little bit more stealth. Well, that's because they won. <laughs> I mean, Mitch, that's part of the reason is they won it all. I mean, um, y- you look at Hagel and they got Hagel for the next couple of years, right? Like the Colorado, eh, you can make the argument. The Canadians gave up Lekanen and there's still term left in Lekanen's deal. So uh, that's, that's a somewhat fair assessment. Let's do this. It is 1223 in Edmonton. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When we come back, uh, we're going to hear from Nazem Kadri, and we'll get to NHL today for elite promotional marketing. You're listening to Oilers now. Today is Monday, June 27th. I will tell you that uh, the Oilers have some meetings currently taking place for the next three or four days. 
I don't know where we're at right now with Mike Smith or Duncan Keith. Again, my guess is Keith's probably 75 to 80% chance he comes back and plays. Uh, even though he technically would only make 1.15 million and 1.5 million this year on a 5.5 million dollar cap hit, Mike Smith injured three times last year at four, you know, now 40 years of age. Sometimes those guys end up going on LTIR. We'll have to wait and see. All right, uh, we got to run it. We're going to go back in the orders now. Audio Vault for direct work where. Nazem Kadri had a rather animated conversation with Elliot Friedman and David Amber, courtesy of Rogers. Uh, here is that post-game interaction. Oh, it still feels like a dream, really. It feels even better than I thought it would. So uh, it's an incredible moment. You know, the fashion we did it, the adversity we faced, it's uh, you know picture perfect. This is incredible. Your journey, the last couple of weeks, you get injured against Edmonton. You didn't know if you'd be able to play the game-winning goal the other night. You know, obviously I break my hand. I think I'm done. Um, I came back. I couldn't even tie my own skates. Couldn't even tie my own skates. So I uh, shout out to the trainer. Tying my skates before every game. I don't care. Whatever it took, I was going to be out here one way or another. Now, as you have a lot of fans down in southern Ontario, London, of course, uh, Toronto, etc. What do you want to say to all those fans out there that have stuck with you and wanted to see you have this moment? I love you guys. I love you guys. That's all. Uh, that's all there is to be said. If he stays in either of the two series against Boston, maybe Austin Matthews advances beyond the first round. Still hasn't. Uh, 39 career games played for Matthews and Marner, and they still haven't advanced out of the first round of the playoffs at any point. We are going to go into NHL today for our friends at Elite. The guy's a heck of a player, Nazem Kadri. He's going he's gonna to hit the home run in the free agency market this year. NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandising specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. Here's Brendan Escott. The uh, Hall of Fame, in fact, will introduce that class of 2022 this afternoon. Uh, you mentioned that former Canucks greats Daniel Henrikson Dean are up. So is goaltender Roberto Luongo, former Red Wings winger Henrik Zetterberg, and uh, four-time Olympic gold medalist Caroline Ouellette are among those eligible for first-time induction. First time since 2001, yeah, it is the Colorado Avalanche Stanley Cup champions. The Oil Kings not advancing out of the preliminary round. If you missed that out of the top of the show, uh, at the Memorial Cup, they lost 4-2 on Friday to Hamilton. So a spot in the final against Jose John will be decided tonight between those Bulldogs and the Shawinigan Cataracts. Xavier Borgo tied for the tournament lead six points in three games. The final game will go uh, Wednesday night, 4 o'clock our time. And Chicago named Luke Richardson head coach of the franchise. He is the 40th in Blackhawks history. Former Edmonton Oilers. Lots going on with Chicago. Keep hearing everybody's available there, including Kirby Doc. I just don't get it. I wonder what happens with Dylan Strom. Like, if they don't qualify him... You put him on a team with guys that can make plays, he's pretty good in the slot. Uh, could be an intriguing guy to watch as well. John Shannon will join us, our NHL insider for Legacy Heating and Cooling, at about 12.34. But right now, we're going to head off to a global news weather traffic update. We welcome back Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.